The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. As you have heard mentioned in the news headlines, the big story of the day continues uh, to be uh, RTE, Ryan Tuberty, and the nature of their payments uh, to him over the last number of years. And the fact that those payments were reported publicly as being between 440 and 460,000 euro when they were indeed above half a million euro. Uh, as Eamon mentioned as well, we have had an updated statement from Ryan Tuberty. I mean, the statement yesterday, I think everybody would agree, didn't cut the mustard It begged more questions than it it answered. Uh, today's statement does answer some of those questions. He apologises unreservedly uh, for the fact that he never sought to correct the incorrect figures that were published uh, in the media. For the avoidance of all doubt, he goes on to say that uh, all of the money paid to him by RTE were recorded uh, by his company uh, in the company registration office and that all his taxes are up to date. He expresses disappointment that RTE has decided that he would not be broadcasting his radio show uh, from next week. He goes on to point out as well that he has taken uh, about a 40% pay cut since 2012. One thing he doesn't address is the fact that in 2019 it was reported that the high earners were taking a 15% pay cut and he took a 5%. He's right that his pay since 2012 came down considerably, but he let's be honest, he skirts over the the issue around 2019 when the 15% was reported widely. When D Forbes, the director general, went in front of a public accounts committee as recently as last year and repeated it, said 15% pay cut all the high earners and that wasn't true. It was only 5% for Ryan. He doesn't address that. Uh, David Davenpower, his former colleague in RTE, uh, was with me just a few minutes ago here uh, on the show and he took no joy in suggesting this, but it is his view that he cannot see Ryan Turberty presenting that show uh, again. But beyond Ryan, there are huge questions for senior management uh, at RTE, uh, for D Forbes and for other people uh, as well that remain uh, unanswered. Emma O'Kelly is with me now. Um, you'll know her, of course, as RTE's education correspondent. Emma is the chair of the Dublin Broadcasting Branch of the National Union of Journalists, the NUJ. Uh, Emma, uh, thanks a million for taking the time to speak to us uh, on the show. Uh, I know there was a meeting uh, held in RTE today, NUJ members were there. Can you describe the mood at that meeting? Uh, yeah, Kieran, it was by far and away the largest uh, meeting that I've ever uh, seen, witnessed in my time in RTE, NUJ meeting, I mean, uh, and I've been here for about 25 years. Um, SIP2 members also got in touch and asked, could they, some of them go as well? Such was the need among staff out here, the ordinary staff out in RTE uh, to, to meet and discuss uh, this this issue. And people at the meeting spoke about how devastated they felt uh, also how ashamed they felt. One person said for the first time in their lives, they felt ashamed to work for RTE. There's a huge sense of betrayal and that was really, really palpable uh, in the room. More than anything else, uh, ordinary women and men who work so hard in RTE on average wages um, are devastated to see the goodwill of the public that we value so highly and we feel so privileged to have uh, to see that goodwill undermined in such a reckless fashion. Uh, that is just 
deeply, deeply upsetting uh, to members here, to, as I say, the ordinary people who, for example, worked so hard on such long hours over the course of the pandemic when these secret payments were ongoing uh, to, to do the best we could to live up to the, the, the huge responsibility that we take very seriously um, to our public and to the Irish public um, as, as people working for the public service broadcaster. And would you say, Emma, that... Uh, the feeling amongst your colleagues is that the credibility of the organisation as well has been damaged by this. Um, yeah, I think that's that's inevitable. Um, of course, we we will do uh, as we always do. We will work hard to uh, to try and maintain uh, the credibility in an editorial way, if you like. Um, mm. And I, I think anyone who's been listening to our programmes coming from the newsroom, for example, which I've been listening to, uh, will will see that. Uh, we will continue to do what we've always done. And that, of course, includes holding RTE um, to account just as uh, we as journalists uh, would would feel the onus upon us to hold any public uh, organisation in receipt of public funds uh, to account. But there's great anger, for example, Kieran, at the fact that no one from the executive board, Ortiz executive board, has come out to speak on this. That, yes. for example, Ortiz's flagship current affairs programme last night, Primetime, could not get a member of the executive board uh, to come out and speak on this. We, we, we find that completely uh, unacceptable. So what, what are the questions that remain outstanding for you? Well, we, um, we want to know uh, who signed off on these secret payments. Uh, we want to know who knew about them. Um, and we want those responsible to be held to account. Now, we know the due process has to take place, but, but we feel there is an urgency to all this. Uh, we want, uh, we welcome the news of a new independent inquiry. We want that sc- the scope of that inquiry uh, to be quite wide because members spoke about uh, what they believe is a, a culture of secrecy in the organisation surrounding, in particular, uh, payments um, and pension payments, uh, earnings, etc. Um, and we're sick and tired of that culture of secrecy and we want that to end. Uh, we want transparency and that's something we've looked for for a very long time. We're also concerned um, about these, the use of these secret third party contracts and special arrangements. Um, and we feel that this is completely incompatible with the concept of public service broadcasting. David Davenpower suggested it's the greatest crisis facing RTE since the RTE authority were sacked en masse in 1972. Was he wrong? Well, yeah, I certainly don't remember that far back, but um, I, I mean, I've never come across anything like this before. Um, the mood out here is, uh, I mean, I've never, I've never experienced anything like it. Um, and we're, we're, we're all trying to get, pa- think mm-hmm. of how we're going to get through this. Um, and and, and uh, that seems to be a very long way away uh, this evening. What did you make of Ryan Torberty's latest statement? I literally have only just seen it. Um, okay. And I have to say that, you know, at the meeting t- at this lunchtime, all of members are was focused on RTE. Uh, mm. That's who we are looking to. We are looking to the top brass uh, in this organisation, our employers. And that's who we want to hear from. They're the people uh, who we want to hold to account. We believe that this organisation should be a model of best practice with regard to employment, corporate governance, industrial relations and also public procurement. And it's, it's, it's them that we are looking to uh, this evening.
Emma O'Kelly, Chair of the Dublin Broadcasting Branch of the National Union of Journalists, the NUJ. Emma, listen, thanks a million uh, for joining us here on the show. Willie O'Reilly is with me now as well, former Group Commercial Director of RTE, a media commentator, as is Damien Tiernan, who's a WLR presenter and a former RTE South East correspondent. Uh, gentlemen, you're both very welcome. Willie, how would you describe the situation we find ourselves at now? Still kind of stony silence from senior management in RTE, but we do at least have a statement from Ryan Tuberty. Well, yes, but Emer put her finger on it. I mean, look, from any government's perspective, the most important thing is to get in front of a story. Get out there, get your part of it out and kind of deal with whatever is thrown at you. That's not happening in RTE. I can't believe it. And this is a general governance criticism. The only person who's appeared has been the chairperson who wasn't there when all this happened. And, you know, the dilemma for everybody is that when there's a vacuum, guess what fills it? Speculation. People are asking, did people pay taxes? All kinds of rumours are abound on the internet. Most of them wrong, by the way. But somebody needs to own this because actually that's the most important thing, to own the story, right? To front up and say what happened and begin in some way to prepare to earn, earn trust back over time. Uh, Damien Tiernan, uh, I mentioned with us as well. Uh, Damien, what is your reaction to all of this? I was just looking, Kieran, um, a rough calculation of the amount of money extra that Ryan Tuberty got in these uh, secret payments works out at approximately 2,237 licence fees. So we, as you have uh, repeated there and shown as well on your programme, people texting in, people really annoyed really, really annoyed and questioning about now paying the licence fee because they do feel that RTE is part of the national story. It's a, it's part of the fabric. And that's why some people in RTE would give out and say, ah, it's a typical RTE bashing exercise. It's not. And even by saying that, they don't understand the value that RTE has outside. And this is RTE's management's fault. They're treating this like a circus, and I'm not just saying that flippantly. I'm not coming on to give out about RT, my former organisation. I would defend Ryan Tuberty in lots of respects. But like this is wonderly wagon stuff. This is really, really terrible. Exactly what Willie says. There's nobody owning this. The fact that they issued a very lengthy statement yesterday didn't say anything about Dee Forbes, who's the head of the organisation. And then they come out today and say, oh, by the way, she's been suspended. Now, as you said earlier in your discussion, maybe there's a lot of lawyers involved in all of this, but they're able to say today that she's been suspended. They weren't able to say it yesterday. Like yourselves, we were requesting interviews with different people. I was on Virgin Media last night talking about this, saying, where is Dee Forbes? She has to come out and talk about this because she's the link between the RT board, which is like a board that every couple of years is changed, and the executive board, who are fully paid, staffed people that work in specific areas. So she's been in charge of both since 2016. She has to be able to appear before the Public Accounts Committee next week. This now becomes a major political issue. And Catherine Martin has a big job on her hands because she will have to decide and she, it has, she has it within her responsibility. I was looking at the various mission statements and values and the way RTE is set up, and I know it fairly well from my time in RTE. She may well have to sack certain members of the board. We don't know. She may not do that, but she now has to take ownership of this herself. Mm. If I was a member of the Public Accounts Committee, I'd feel like a mug. I would feel... Can I just add to that? Yeah, you William, Jimmy. Yeah, no, you have a new Director General coming in, Right. You know, a new boss with new ideas. You'd expect him to have some new ideas. He'll spend his time walking around the campus, outlining them, uh, explaining them to the, the board. 
uh, they take time to bed in. You know, you'll see a process of evolution or some form of transformation over the next year. That's now not going to happen. Kevin Backhurst is going to have to put on his Wellingtons and wade through muck for the next six months. So he's been left with a mess. Uh, so so this, this problem which was caused really by somebody throwing a grenade into something and has caused a huge amount of collateral damage right across the organisation, is a willful and careless act as far as I can see. And we're going to be talking about it for another year. So the, the, the best thing that can be done is the independent uh, investigation gets, go, get, mm. gets going quickly. It's asked to come back with at least a preliminary report in two or three weeks months uh, and then some kind of new governance procedures are embedded. Yeah. We've heard a bit about that on media today. I concur with all of them. There should be more, um, more we should know more about what's happening with those salaries. Alright, well uh, listen, uh, Willie O'Reilly former Group Commercial Director of RTE Media Commentator, thank you for joining us and thank you Damien as well. Damien Tiernan That's is fair. a WR uh, presenter and former RTE correspondent. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.